Are you with Julian on the brown note? And a review of uh, Killer Mike's album, Michael. I'm trying to get through all these album reviews because I've got a whole raft of new albums after um, starting a new job. And in Laura Keat, man. You feed them. They're beggars. It's just like bogging me out. I haven't got any food. Go away. Anyway. Yes, so I'm spending my Saturday afternoon reviewing albums to try and get them down. I've got so many things I want to review. So Killer Mike. So uh, Michael Render. And his first solo album in 11 years. So he is from Atlanta, I think. Where is he? No, he made his debut on Stankonia. I didn't even know that. From Outcast. See, I remember him from the track That's Life, which was in my Tracks of the Year, I don't know, 2008 or something like that, which was a fantastic um, Frank Sinatra sampling uh, polemical overview of the United States. It was a fantastic track. Um and then his R.A.P. music came out in... Did I find out? That, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. R.A.P. music came out in 2012. And I featured that on my show. And the track from Mick Reagan was my number one track of the year. And so I've had quite a strong focus on his music for the last decade. The following week on the show, I featured the album Cancer for the Cure by L.P., now, LP was, and Killer Mike were both old head, old school rappers, producers, and so on, particularly LP being a producer, uh, more than a rapper at that point. And I featured the albums back to back. LP produced R.A.P. music for Killer Mike. They got on like a house on fire. One white dude who was an old hip hop head, one black dude who was also, you know, old hip hop head. So they form Run the Jewels, and that's been one of the great success stories in the history of rap music. Up to five albums deep now. Uh, RTJ4! Oh, I thought they'd done a five. Well, RTJ4, four albums as Run the Jewels, and it's been a thrilling ride. The albums have been fantastic, and... Um, that was 2020 RTJ4, which I think was a free album as well. Came out over Christmas, if I remember. Well, he's come back with Michael, which is his first solo album without LP producing and being under the auspice of Run the Jewels. So that's what this is a review of. Um, <coughs> it's a, a very different album to the ones that Run the Jewels put together. Did I start that? I'll be so angry if I did Yes, I did. Which are very politicised, very funny, very dynamic, uh, wide-ranging state-of-the-art production from LP. This is a much more traditionalist rap album, even slightly old-fashioned rap album a bit, and one that a quite a few times reminded me, surprisingly, is almost like a Rick Ross album. Um, it opens on a good note, Down By Law, with CeeLo Green, I think, doing a the hook there. Very ballsy in your face. Huge sub-bass drop on it. Um, um, and it's sort of like Kanye-esque uh, soul, uh, live bass over the top as well. 
uh, railing against the trappings of, of you know, money and success. Um, the second track sort of follows in the same vibe, a um, bit more boom bap, high energy, very, very fast, almost a mid-90s vibe for me, and more of that sort of gospel soul sound. Um, it is a little bit dull, it is a little bit obvious lyrically, and it does retread a lot of the first track. And that's where I first put down that it reminded me a little bit of a mid-tier Rick Ross song from a decent Rick Ross album. Um, tracks three run has got a Dave Chappelle intro, a lot roomier and slower and a bit more sort of compelling. Uh, he Instead of like this really high energy attack, it's, he sits back and it's actually a better fit. And the um, I thought Mozzie's uh, guest spot on uh, Shed Tears, which was the last track, was a little bit flat. Young Thugs turns up on this track run, which is, um, again, it's a more compelling track all around for me. But then they did the same trick with track four, which is Enrich, which it kind of, uh, and that's got Dr. Dre on it as well as the producer, uh, which kind of apes the second track a little bit in that sort of dreamy vibe and production, the same way the second track aped the first track. Um, the narrative, though, is a, a, the minute of the personal details I thought was a lot stronger. If there's one uh, sonic thing that happens a lot on this album, it's the, it's the kind of obvious female soul hooks which happened too many times for me and are sort of like a little bit obvious. Um, lots of tracks rely on those. I like the slight drill angle on uh, Talking That Shit, track five, and the sub bass, and the second half of the track drops even slower to a like, funeral pace, and I like that um, because I think a lot of the four minute four and a half minute long tracks are a little bit not particularly compelling um but um i like the fact that he did that switch in the midsection and um yeah i thought that was quite a strong one so slummer um it's it's lacking the dynamic range of the run the jewels project um lyrically as well not just sonically sonically it it he uses different producers throughout this album but I wouldn't really know. It's like he falls back onto that sort of post-Kanye chipmunk soul vibe with female vocal hooks and slightly boom-bap production quite a lot on the whole album. Um, the hook on this one is a little bit better, and I, I, I thought the... Um, and, and again, it's, it really reminded me of Kanye sort of circa My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy era. Um, the second half of it has a, a nice personal lament, which like is delivered real slow and deadpan, which I thought was a lot stronger. Um, the big standout is obviously scientists and engineers, featuring not only Future, but Rare as Hen's Teeth, a feature from Andre 3000, who barely shows up on anyone's records, Blonde by Frank Ocean. I can't really remember too many in between. Um, so that's a big deal and it's also got James Blake doing production James Blake has done some really good hip-hop production on some really quite major uh, rap records um, and the that whole sort of the wearing synth line on it I thought was really really good it's a definite standout and the album sort of picks up through this stretch because um, 
two days with Ty Dollar Signs, got cool production, the guitar motif. Um, and it's got this, um, it's, I think a lot of the tracks on this album I like start with two minutes something rather than four minutes something. It's, it's really alive and vibrant, but still got quite an easy vibe. And it's got this really nice uh, guitar pattern on it as well. Um, Spaceship Views is pretty dull. Another female vocal hook. Not really selling it for me. The male vocal hooks come on the next few tracks, which are instantly, it sort of comes out of that sameness. So... It's, got, it's another two minute track, easy going vibe for exit nine. And um, something for the junkies is low key, it, and it benefits from being low key, but it's a bit of an also run track, not really a standout. Unlike um, Motherless, which definitely is produced by No ID, who, who does an awful lot of this album, the. Lyric on it is immediately more compelling, personal, and about his own mother. And my mum's dead, her mother's dead, is a really great dark hook, which um, Killer Mike delivers himself. Uh, one of the strongest and most memorable on the album, and a lyrical uh, standout on the album as well. And the next one as well, Don't Let the Devil In, which has actually got LP on the track for a Run The Jewels reunion with LP producing as well. And that's a great track as well. Bit of a Wu-Tang militarized rhythmic section on it. it. Reminds me of sort of like a track the Wu-Tang might have put on like something like the W or something like one of the sort of later albums. I uh, thought it was a really strong track as well. And the final one sort of sums up the album as a whole in which it sort of, it does drift off a little bit. So overall, it's not as great. I mean, I've loved so much from Killer Mike over these last 10 years. Um, from R.A.P. Music to Run the Jewels, four, five albums in a row that I've really liked. And obviously my track of the year, uh, Reagan was in my top, at least my top 25 tracks of all time, when I did my tracks of all time. I, the cinematic, that is just one of the great unsung rap songs. Why hasn't it got more praise? It's a phenomenal uh, record and narrative and production. Um, just an absolute standout. Nothing close to that on this. It is more of an also-run album. I really miss Run The Jewels having this very wide dynamic range, both um, in their soundstage, where LP consistently hits it out of the park with very um, stately art, interesting, vibrant, and different production styles throughout the whole album, whereas this kind of falls into the same pocket over and over. And also lyrically, there's... Um, not only do they benefit from the energy of trading backwards and forth, but the focus on Killer Mike growing up and, you know, the whole rags to riches and not following money and all that kind of stuff becomes a little bit trite and obvious, like you'd get on an album, you know, a rap album from the 90s. Whereas uh, Run The Jewels have this sort of wide-ranging polemic, but also a lot of wit. There's not a wide range of emotional sphere on this album i don't feel so it is a bit of a fail it is it is pretty decent background music but i can't see myself returning to it like i would anything by run the jewels or indeed um, rap music by killer mike so six and a half out of ten for killer mike and michael